Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host. A very warm welcome, um, family. It's awesome to be here once again, um, to be able to come to you and bring the counsel of God as he has laid it in my heart. Um, my prayer to you, the, my prayer for this morning is that you may receive everything that God has prepared for you to receive in this day. I've titled today's message, Navigating Doubt. Navigating Doubt. And our scripture reading comes from... Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I proved you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated you and I set you apart, consecrating you and I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Before I go on, happy Women's Day. Just remember, <laughs> just remember this Women's Day. Happy Women's Day to all the ladies out there. Hope you have an awesome, awesome day. You are awesome. You are great. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you in the name of Jesus. All right, let's get back to the business of the day. Jeremiah Maya 1 verse 5, that is where we are. There is nothing more life, there is nothing more changing or, or, or life changing in life than the thoughts that we have about ourselves, the thoughts that we think about ourselves, the thoughts that we think about our abilities. Proverbs 23 verse 7 alludes to the fact that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That means that the thoughts that we have, the thoughts that you have about yourself, about your abilities, what you can and can't do, will ultimately become your reality. Everyone around you can tell you how great you are, how talented you are, how anointed you are. But if you don't believe those things about yourself, you will never do what you need to do in order to harness that greatness that people may see in you or harness that greatness that God has placed on the inside of you. Then it reasons that we ought to be very careful about the thoughts that we think and the thoughts that we meditate on because thoughts become spoken words and spoken words become reality. As God um, was creating the, 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 the earth and the universe, he spoke everything in existence. Everything that we see right now is from the spoken word of God. So we've got to be careful of what we think because ultimately it will become what we speak and become what we see. Now, going back to our scripture on, in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, Jeremiah there was having an encounter with God for the first time. God was calling Jeremiah to be a prophet to his people, and God wanted Jeremiah to tell his people that if they did not stop um, their wicked ways, that they would end up in captivity under, under foreign slavery. And, and this, these are the kind of news that people would literally shoot the messenger because it, nobody wanted to hear this. And instead of accepting um, what the prophets of God were to tell the people, the people rather would persecute the, the, the prophets and even murder the prophets. And now God was calling Jeremiah to do the exact same thing, to be a prophet to his people. And Jeremiah's response is what we're going to really focus on right now. Jeremiah said to God when God was telling him what he wanted him to do, Oh, sovereign Lord, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. 
Jeremiah did not see the greatness in himself that God saw. Jeremiah rather saw his age as a hindrance to doing the work of God. And many of us are like Jeremiah at times. We look at our inadequacies, so to speak, and, we use, and those things now become hindrances for us moving forward into greatness and doing all that God has called us to do. What if the fact that your family is not at peace right now has got nothing to do about he said this and she said that, but it has everything to do about the thoughts that you have concerning yourself, concerning your family? What if the bank won't approve your loan because because they, 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 it's not that they're discriminating against you, but the thoughts that you have about the situation is what's informing your reality right now. Maybe you're not moving in a certain promotion in your workspace. Maybe it's not your boss discriminating against you or sidelining you. Maybe it's because of the thoughts that you have about yourself. What are you thinking at this moment in time? What are you meditating on? Because whatever you're meditating on will ultimately become your reality. God brought me here this morning to let you know that he sees you, that he knows you. Our scripture says that before you were even in your mother's womb, he called you for a purpose. And God does not want your negative thoughts that you have about yourself to hinder you from becoming the from, from becoming great, from 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 executing all that He has called you to do on this earth. You see, God was not bored in heaven when He created you and decided to bring you down here just for entertainment. No, there's purpose attached to your name. Your existence matters. Your existence matters. I don't care whether you were born in a in, in, in a clinic in, in a hospital in or downtown somewhere, whether you grew up in a palace or you grew up in the streets, the common, the common denominator in us all is that there's purpose attached to our lives, including the guy who's by the robots right now asking for money. There's purpose attached to your life. And, 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 and that is why you've been fighting battle after battle because God gave you an assignment and the enemy is trying to do all that he can to stop you from fulfilling the assignment that God brought you to do because the enemy knows that if you were to unleash everything that God has placed on the inside of you, you would cause havoc for the kingdom of darkness. The enemy knows that if you were to take a step forward in becoming all that God has called you to be, you would disrupt the plans of the enemy. Do you know that the enemy does not care about your car, about your house, about all of this other stuff that we stress about but he he causes funny situations around those things so that he disrupts you from the focus of God upon your life that's what he does he he binds us into things that really doesn't matter not because he wants the devil doesn't drive a car the devil doesn't live in a house but he will frustrate all of those things because he does not want you to focus on what God has called you to do and like Jeremiah you might be surprised of the things that has of the things that God wants to do in you through you and for you and some of you now for a time have had a pulling from the Holy Spirit to to walk in purpose to do great things but you doubt yourself you are doubting your ability you doubt whether or not you've got what it takes to do what God has called you to do you doubt the capacity that you have can I do this can I really um, change the world radically can I really impact the world radically you are doubting yourself and and I'm here to tell you this morning to encourage you to stop doubting and start moving forward. We talk ourselves into greatness because we, we talk ourselves out of greatness because we want to have everything figured out. Perhaps God has asked you to help the homeless and now you're trying to have all this, this plan. Okay, where am I going to start? I need to build a safe house for the people. No, it doesn't start with a grand plan. It just starts with one step. 
Start moving forward. Stop doubting what God has intrinsically placed on the inside of you and start moving forward. This thing, it's like, it's like driving a car at night. When you put on your lights, when you're still in your parking and you put on your lights, the, the lights of your car are not going to illuminate your entire journey, but rather they will illuminate a couple of feet. But as you drive forward, that is when the rest of the road will be illuminated. That is when you'll know where to stop. You'll know when to turn and so on and so forth. And it's the same with God. As you continue to move, God will give you direction. God will bring the helpers that need to help you in order to, for you to achieve what God has placed on the inside of you to achieve. Now, when Jeremiah told God he was too young, this is what God said to him. Don't say, don't say you're too young. In other words, God was saying, don't say what I didn't say about you. Who told you that? Who told you you were too young? Where do you get that from? Where do you get the fact that you can't do what I've called you to do because of whatever um, inability that you see in yourself? Where are you listening? Where are you getting from? Where are you getting that from? In, in, in John 10 verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Whose voice are you listening to? Because Jesus says that his sheep know his voice. Are you listening to popular culture about what you can or can't do or what can be done and can't be done in these times? Or are you listening to the voice of God? Are you listening to what this celebrity says, that influencer says, what this motivational, motivational speaker says, what this talk show host says about what, it, what can or can't be done? Or are you listening to the voice of God? Because in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God says that I know the plans that he has for you. He and he alone knows the plans. Not your mother, not your father, not your daughter, not your son, not anybody else, not your spouse. He alone knows that the plans that he has for you and those plans are good and those plans are to bring you to an expected end that he has for you you see whoever you are giving your ear to has got the ability to either hinder you from propelling towards who god has called you to be or or, or propel you towards who god has called you to be who are you listening to who are you giving your ear to let's take a look at um exodus 3 um, verse 9 to 12. I'm reading from the NLT version. It reads, Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I've seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. So often when we remember Moses, we think of this great giant, who, great spiritual giant really, that saved um, the, 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 the Israelites out of captivity. But do you know that Moses also suffered a lot of insecurity about what God had called him to do? In fact, Moses was a stutterer. He stuttered when he spoke, and because of that, he felt that he could not do what has called him, what God has called him to do. And, and so many times, Moses tried to escape the, the plan of God for his life. For an example, in, in Exodus 4 verse 1, it says, But Moses protested again, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? In verse 12, it says, God, said, God, said, God says to him, now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. 
In other words, send anyone else, but just don't send me because I don't think that I have what it takes to do what you've called me to do, Lord. So often we want to wrestle ourselves out of the plans that God has of our lives, that God has for our lives because of our, because of our own insecurities, because we actually think that we are doing it out of our own strength and it's not out of our own strength. And what I love about God is that he, he, he's not going to give up on you just because you think you can't do it. You know, for instance, here in verse um, in chapter 4, verse 2, God asks Moses, what's in your hand? And Moses says, a shepherd's staff. What's in my hand is a shepherd's staff. Ultimately, after that, God, had, God says to Moses, drop the shepherd's staff in, on, the, on the ground. And Moses does that, and the staff becomes a snake. And God says, pick it up again by its tail. Moses does that, and it turns back into a staff. And what God was trying to illustrate there is that you don't need anything that is outside of you. You don't need anything that you don't already have to do what I have called you to do. What do you have right now in your hands? Because however small you may think it is, God wants to use it. What platform do you have? Because no matter how small you think it is, God wants to use it to bring out of you what he has, to bring out of you what he has put in you. Another example is Peter. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse 25 to 29, and see how Peter navigated his doubt. It reads, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be, and immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the waters. So he said, come. And when Jesus, and when Peter came down of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit will never, will, will never pull, will never try to pull something out of you that is not intrinsically within you. The Holy Spirit will only ask you to do what is what God had already has placed inside of you. For an example, um, God will never ask me to do an R&B album or a, or a gospel album in, and, you know, to be a singer and all of that because that's not intrinsically with me. I'll sing in my house, but that's just about it. You know, so for the very fact that Peter asked Jesus to command him to come meant that there was something within Peter that recognized that there is something within me to do this thing. There is something within me to do what I've never done before. There is something within me to do what I've never done before. And what Peter was actually saying at that moment is that, God, I know the version of me that can walk on dry land. I'm accustomed to that version of me, but I don't know the version of me that can walk on water. But Jesus, if you see it in me, if you see in me the ability to do what I've never done before, command it out of me. If you see the ability in me to walk in territories that I've never walked in before, command it out of me. Right now, maybe I'm just a cleaner, I'm just a PA in this company, but if you see me being an executive in this company one day, if you see a greatness out of me, commanded out of me, because I don't know about you, I want to be everything that God has called me to be. I want to do everything that God has called me to do. I want to see what he sees in me that I may not see in myself. And sometimes we have to ask God to command the greatness that he sees in us that we don't see in ourselves. 
See, God, I want to read this to you as I read, as I wrote it here. God wants to take you to places that you have never imagined. There are territories that God wants to take you to, wants you to enter into, but you cannot enter those places in your own strength. For instance, like me, you, I, I can't depend on my emotions. I can't depend on my own strength. For an example, I might be feeling on Monday very confident about something. On Wednesday, I'm feeling a bit, you know, sad about it. On Friday, I'm dealing with full-blown insecurities about the very same thing that I felt confident about on Monday. I can't afford to depend on my own strength when I'm entering territories or when I want to enter territories that I've never entered in before. I need the word of God. I need something I can hold on to. And what I realized is that when Peter was asking Jesus to command him to come, Peter was saying to Jesus, give me your word. Say something to me. Give me your word that is going to flesh out my insecurities. Give me your word that's going to flesh out my doubt because I, I want to do this. I see that maybe I have the ability to do this, but there's also a whole lot of doubt that is bubbling within me about this very same thing. So Jesus, I need you to command me to come. I need you to give me your word. I need you to give me your word that will flesh out the doubt and the insecurity and the fear. Give me your word that in the middle of the storm, I can still hold on to and I can still accomplish what it is that you have called me to accomplish. And what Peter did not realize at the time is that he was asking for a word and he was actually face to face with the word. For the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was of God and the word was God. And later on it says that the word became flesh and it dwelt amongst us. I don't know about you, but I, in my, in my most confident day, I need a word from God. In my most confident um, era or season of my life, I need a word from God. There are things that I am believing God for and I cannot depend on my emotion. I cannot depend on my ability to do those things. I need a word from God to be able to elevate to the next dimension that I am believing God to take me into. Now, Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who has promised is faithful. You see, if you don't have the word, you'll waver. If you don't have the word and, you, and, and the seas are roaring and it's all hell is breaking loose, you'll waver in your confession because we're human. You know, let's be real, we're human, we, we, we get scared sometimes, we, we fear sometimes. It's not that we have a spirit of fear, but we fear sometimes. And, and the situations around us may seem so volatile that, we have a, we, that there's a chance that we might change the confession that we speak. And that is why we need the word. You see, the word works because in the middle of, even though there's, there's all havoc breaking loose everywhere around us, if we hold on to the word of God, it, it, it helps because the word of God does not alter, it does not change. Seasons come and go, but the word of God remains. Your emotions will fluctuate, but the word of God will remain. You need to hold on to your word. You need, you need the word of God so that it will enable you to hold on to the confession of your faith because the word says that he who has promised is faithful. He who has promised to make you great is faithful. He who has promised to bring out of you 
all that he has put into you is faithful. He who has promised to help you walk in purpose, to walk, help you walk in destiny, is faithful to make sure that those things do come to pass. He's faithful to bring the greatness out of you. He's faithful to help you navigate your way when you don't see your way. He's faithful to help you acquaint yourself with a version of you that you might not even know. You see, when Peter stepped out of the boat, he became acquainted with a version of Peter that was always there, but he never knew. He, was, he never knew that version of himself. And when he stepped out, Peter set something in motion. He said something in motion. He, he was doing what he has never done before. He was becoming acquainted with a side of himself that he never knew before. And many of us are waiting on God to set things in motion in our lives. And God is saying, mm -mm, that's your responsibility. I gave you the ability, but it's your responsibility to set things in motion. It's your responsibility to make that phone call to that company. It's your responsibility to put on that CV for that promotion. It's your responsibility to work out, or rather to walk out what I've worked in you. You've got to set it in motion. As I said before, you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to have a 20-point plan on how you're going to have it done, and everything must be executed to the T. Because sometimes things are not going to work the way we want them to work and will feel discouraged at a point when things are not working the way we want them to work but all we need to do is just take one step at a time all we need to do is take one step out of the boat and set things in motion and as you are moving forward God will bring your helpers as you're moving forward God will show you that direction God will tell you stop go turn this way turn that way but you cannot expect to move forward if you're still remaining on the boat you've got to step out you've got to set it into motion my prayer for you this morning is that you may see yourself the way god sees you that you may understand that your life literally matters your existence literally matters you are here on assignment you are here for a purpose and understand that the enemy wants to distract you from that all the other nonsense that might be happening in your life right now that 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 not that it doesn't matter but in the bigger scheme of things when you look at the fact that the almighty god brought me here for a purpose the enemy is just trying to distract you from that. He's just trying to distract you from executing what God has placed on the inside of you. I want you to be confident enough, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you are from, be confident enough to understand that my life matters, that my God wants to do great and mighty things in me and through me. You see, this version of me that is standing right here at this at this point existed when I was at the club getting drunk. This version of me existed when I was jumping from relationships to relationships because I, was, I hadn't dealt with things that I needed to deal with in my own life. She existed, the version that you see in front of yourself during all those times. It's just that I had not been acquainted to her yet. It's just that I had not stepped out of the boat to figure out the greatness that God can do in me. And I am still a work in progress. I am still becoming what God has called me to become. But I am, but I've set something in motion. 
I've set something in motion. And I just want to encourage you that no matter where you have been, no matter what you have done, oh, God can still do mighty things through you. God can still change the world through you. Your life can still impact the world. Your life can still impact the world radically. One step at a time. You don't have to have it all figured out. God wants to take you to places you've never dreamt of. He wants to pour out blessings and favor on your life. So whenever you get tempted to doubt what God wants to do in you, I want you to remember six things. One, God has a purpose for your life, right? Number two, you don't have to have it all figured out. Number three, listen to the right voice. Mm. That one is so big because we live in a world where, you know, there's so many voices all around us. There's voices on social media, there's voices on television, there's voices from our family, from here, from there, from everywhere, telling us what can be done and what can't be done. But you've got to be able to listen to the right voice. And that means taking time out sometimes. That means plugging out sometimes. Plug out of social media for a moment. Plug out from television for a moment. And just seek the face of God concerning what it is he has called you to do. Because it's not a thing that he's yet to still think of. It's a thing that exists that is within you. Plug out and listen to the right voice. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to the thing. Listen to sermons that will encourage you to dig deep inside of you to discover what God has placed on the on the inside of you. Number four, God will never ask you to do something that is not within you. Remember my example I said about me being a singer. God is not going to ask me to go release any R&B album or anything of the sort because it's not it's not intrinsically naturally in me to do that. So. The funny thing is that you might not feel that you are able to do it, but because it's it's a pulling from the Holy Spirit, be assured that the ability to do it is in you. It'll just take time. It'll just take dedication. It'll just take commitment from your part to unleash and to discover what God has placed on the inside of you. Number five, get a word from God. Mm, You need a word. You need a word because havoc is gonna havoc will come while you are walking in the things of God. Havoc will come while you are working out and becoming who God has called you to be. But you've got to stay focused. Stay focused and stay and, and, and the way to stay focused is that you have got to hold on to the word of God. Because remember, the word of God doesn't change. The word of God does not alter. The word of God does not fluctuate as maybe our emotions do. And, you know, the currency is saying this. The state of the nation is like this. And, and all of those things will cause doubt in us. The word of God remains. If God says you are blessed, that means you are blessed. If God says that you are prosperous, that means you are prosperous. If God says that you are in good health, that means you are in good health. And those are the confessions that you need to hold on to day after day, night after night, season after season, no matter what is going on around you. And the last one, but definitely not least, is keep your confession positive. Um, Hebrews verse 10, we just read now, it says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Confess the right things. Confess what you want to see. Don't confess what the situation might be right now. Maybe your, your arm is sore, your head is sore, your leg is sore, whatever. Confess the right things 
right now. You know, don't don't be distracted about what is going on all around you. Your money is not looking right. Your family is not looking right. Mm -mm. Confess that my money is, is, is fine. Confess that I've got X amount in the bank, whatever you want to see. Confess that it is well with my health. Confess that it is well with my family. Keep your confessions positive. And most of all, realize that everything that you will ever need to become all that God has called you to be is in your hands. It is within you. You don't need any outside factor. You don't need any outside, um, even, even, even encouragement really, because God has placed it on the inside of you to do what you have called to do. Amen. It has been such a blessing to be able to come and bring God's counsel to you. And I pray that you receive it in the spirit that God has brought, has, 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 has placed it in my heart for you to receive it. God wants to do amazing things through you. Don't doubt your ability. It's within you. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, gracious God, I thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for the counsel that you have given us in this morning, Heavenly Father. I thank you for reminding us, Heavenly Father, that there's nothing that you can't do in us and through us if you have placed it in us. Heavenly Father, as this week progresses, Holy Spirit, I pray that your people come to an understanding of who they are, come to an understanding of who you have called them to be, Heavenly God, that Heavenly Father, they may unleash, Heavenly Lord, what you have placed on the inside of them for the cause of your kingdom, Heavenly Father, for the cause of the kingdom of God, that they may become exactly the men and the women who you have called them to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Until next time, I love you. Stay blessed. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, Family of Rest.